Today's episode of the Rising With podcast is brought to you by our brand new transformational program, The Reawakening, an empowered level of support for women ready to heal and transform, to upgrade their identity and to truly be who they desire to be. Through deep subconscious healing, rituals, habits, mind hacks, practical actions, transmissions, meditations, and a sense of community, we are coming together to be queens. Head over to our website, risingwith.com, to check out more. Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Rising With podcast. I'm your host, Tess Watson. I'm a soulful mentor to mums, creators, and women in business. I support and guide women to clarity, sensuality, authenticity, and transformation. Thank you for being here as I share everything from co-parenting, spirituality, and business lessons. My guests and I will be providing you with the totally doable tips and tricks to step into your ultimate desires for a successful, connected and abundant life. Let's get into today's episode. I'm very, very excited today to have my first guest, my first friend on the Rising With podcast and is Jessica Jolly. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a little bit of a journey today to get here. We've had to relocate. (laughs) We almost relocated again because of some noise in the background, climbed a fence to get here. (laughs) And now we're sitting at a family friend's shack in a bedroom trying to have a nice conversation. Now, Jess is a friend. She's a client. She's a confidant someone who I um, speak to almost every day and relationship and friendship has grown over many years, really. Mm. And I'm really loving watching your evolution. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we've been in each other's lives over the years, how we came to work together and the new direction that Jess is taking with human design, which is really cool. <laughs> so perhaps I'll ask you how we first met because you remember it more than I do. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And when you say it like that, I don't want to sound creepy, but I remember <laughs> the things. Um, it's good. You've got a good yeah. memory. <laughs> I remember first meeting you when I was doing my PE traineeship at the Pulling Primary School mm-hmm. and you were in year seven. And so I was coach for different sporting teams for the school and we would have excursions or trips to Adelaide and things like that so I got to meet you for the first time probably then Mm -hmm. and I didn't believe you were your seven student because you were so tall (laughs) um taller than me which is not (laughs) hard but yeah so that was the first time I feel our paths crossed it was probably a little bit more time in between the next crossing I feel it was when we were both working for the Saren group Oh, yeah. Yeah. So both in admin type roles in different sections, but we would still have interactions, which was pretty cool. And probably the 
one where we were forced together uh, would have been our Chinorama journeys. Yeah, so that's our local festival, an, an ambassador quest, I suppose. Mm. That's how we would define it. Yes. So we came, we, there was a group of girls and that happens most years and we spend oh, up to nine months mm. or something raising money for our chosen charities. And throughout that process, we spend time together as a group developing our knowledge of the local history, learning about money. Yeah, public speaking. Public speaking. And interacting with the community essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I remember that fondly. We were totally different people then. So different. (laughs) Yeah. This feels like a long time ago. When was? 2011. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, a really long time ago. And yeah, so much has happened in that time. And so following on from our Chinorama experience, we, I feel both ended up doing different things anyway, mm. but ironically, Tess entered my classroom <laughs> and she was my SSO. And I just felt so lucky to hang out with you every day and support the beautiful cherubs that we're working with in class. And I just, the energy in the classroom was beautiful having you there and the kids could feel it as well I think mm. so I think it would come back to our connection too that we both felt so comfortable with each other yeah I remember getting the phone call about the job and them saying they said another teacher who I wasn't familiar with and then they said you and I was like ah yeah <laughs> I know her and yes I would like the job thank yeah. you yeah it was so special and again completely different part yeah. of everything else Gosh. that we've been doing but it just happens that we seem to fit and it works and whenever we're together I just feel like we bring out the best in each other and it spills out into everywhere else yeah. so oh and I went to your wedding yes absolutely when was that in there before 2014 so yeah. that was before, before yeah so before school yeah and then we recently when would have that been May May yeah we came together when a little while after I started rising with my business in supporting women, um, Jess was always a, a big support anyway. And then you started investing in yourself and me, yeah. trusting in me and yourself to begin a process, whether it, I don't know if you see it as a healing process or coming back to your own. I, I've been explaining it as I feel like I physically hit a wall. I was not okay and I knew that something needed to change Mm -hmm. and I was just so drawn to what you were doing and this is what I'm learning about myself, those instincts I need to trust and I didn't know how or what it would look like but I knew that I just needed to do it. So I did. I invested even from our first connection. I felt so much better and so, again, you're getting that evidence of this is something I need to keep doing so mm-hmm. I'll just keep doing the things that inner approval yeah then it was what's the next thing I can do yeah what's the next thing that I can do yeah I explain it that you're so beautiful in how supportive and encouraging and nurturing you are of your clients but it's like I feel that with you as well like I just I wanted and I feel what maybe I was I guess dismissing myself I was mm-hmm. like oh I'm doing this to support Tess I'm doing and I feel yeah. like you probably would remember messages like yeah I'm just here for, for you yeah yeah it's like, well, 
no, I'm being really selfish. And, because- and that was probably more so in the days where I was putting out things that maybe didn't match my value either mm. in terms of an exchange of money. And then when things were became available, programs that were a little bit more than what I had charged before, more value, that's probably when the shift started for you because it was, I feel like when you do invest more, it's like, okay, well, I really have to. Yeah, I'm accountable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I definitely remember you were in my first two-week program, weren't you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't invest myself as much though. Yeah. Because as I said, like that mentality behind it and looking back, my self-worth was obsolete. Like investing in myself like that didn't seem necessary. That seemed like an added extra. Like why would you do that? Whereas, yeah, through this journey, I'm getting all of the information that I actually can't do anything if I'm not putting myself first. Like yeah. that is my entire purpose in this lifetime yeah. to look after self. And then when I'm overflowing, it will spill out to other people. So it's beautiful. Yeah. And necessary. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little more as to why Jess knows these things in a moment. But would you be able to maybe paint a picture for us about your home life or where you were at when you did? begin this journey yeah so as I said I tangent sorry uh, no th- this is oh <laughs> by the way Jess and I talk every day through what is it called Voxer Voxer mm. and it's like a little walkie talkie you can just press this button and you send voice memos to each other so we, we quite <laughs> what we are you asking yeah <laughs> we have purpose and intent for our conversations but quite often they veer off so today that may happen Come along for the ride. <laughs> so yeah, I was not in a great place. So I am married to a farmer who I absolutely adore. And looking back, I feel I've compromised a lot to live that lifestyle. So I was previously really involved in the community and doing all of the things. And when you live 120 kilometers away, it's really hard to do that. And then enter two little people again, who I wouldn't change at all, but how I was living and doing things shifted dramatically for me and farm life, harvest and seeding. I feel seeding in particular because that can be 24 seven harvest. If the moisture is too high and things like that, we get to seed him. But whereas seeding, you can just go, go, go. And so having little people who absolutely adore their father, like I want my dad. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be great if he was around. And I just remember I was trying to get the kids to bed and you'd get one down and then the other would be up and like, man, I just, what am I doing? They're all good. I'm not enjoying what I'm doing as fate would have it. Something that you were doing popped up. I need to know what this is. (laughs) Sign me up. So I would explain it as I was completely disconnected from my body. Yeah. I wasn't attached to my thinking, my feelings, my behaviors. It was really on autopilot. I was just going through the motions, ticking the boxes. My kids are still alive, so that's a win. Like there was no time for me or I remember that was one of the first things you asked me. So what do you like to do? You had no idea. Nope. I'm like, I don't. You're like, okay. <laughs> what about? I made a list you for did. you, I think. You did. It was, you have, have to tick all of- these things off. <laughs> it was like have a cup of tea, have a bar, okay. read a book. I like doing that. I'll, I'll go do that. Yep. Thank you. I'll try it. 
so simple, but that's where I was at. Yeah. I feel that really sums it up. I just couldn't even connect with what it looked like to have time for me because that was not happening. And I feel that it's my fault. Like I allowed that to happen and it just played out. And yeah, just, I guess all the conditioning that we go through and the beliefs that we form, like if I'm asking for help, it's showing that I can't do it on my own and it's a weakness and I don't want to do that. So we'll avoid that. And just the snowball effect that Mm. that kind of leads to isn't healthy. So I continued to connect with you, but jumped into your Rising with Alchemy program. And that was mind-blowing. Just, I feel like even after the connection, I'm like, oh my gosh, did you know that that was this and that was this? And you're like, yes. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) And through that we did, how did we start? We did, we did an ancestral healing. We did, oh, I can't remember. Setting intentions, like getting really clear on what you ever wanted, which again, I struggled with because I'm like, I don't know. I've just really got back to enjoying having a cup of tea and reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean big picture stuff? I guess it's <laughs> how I connect to it and how, how some other people might connect to, yes, this may seem so basic coming, like having a cup of tea, you think, oh, yeah, well, anyone could do that. But it's like when you play sport and you're getting overwhelmed, you come back down to the simple things of being able to, slow your breath down, being able to feel where your feet is or feel where your hands is. That's how, that's how we can come into our body in this way. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just wanted to yeah. pop that example for. It is because people would probably say, well, I have a cup of tea. Yeah. I do that every day. It's like, well, is it with intent though? Are you sitting and being and enjoying and thanking that cup of tea. Yeah. Or you're just quickly having it while you're getting the lunches ready and while you're trying to get the kids dressed or yeah. whatever else it is that you need to do because there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. And I think between you and somebody else in the group who are both mums with kids and who maybe at that time didn't have that time for themselves, they'll get to the end of the day and then couldn't sleep because everything caught up for, with them because you're going through that mo- those motions, going through autopilot, mm-hmm. and then when the only little bit of time you have throughout the day, everything floods back to you and you get overwhelmed or you can't sleep or you feel even more irritated. So yeah. we kept it simple. Yeah. And then we did with the simple things plus with the energetics work through meditation yeah. I think is the, the meditations were just so powerful Tess like your ability to tap in to us and our energy and there was one in particular which I I was crying I almost didn't catch the rest of it I had to listen to the replay because and you actually said like you had an intention at the start of the meditation of how this would look in the journey mm. we we're going to go on and in the replay I can hear it where you're, <laughs> where you're going okay, now while we're here, I just have a look around. There will be some family here. Mm. And if there's anyone that you want to hug, you can do that. And (laughs) and I, I stopped and I could see family, but I was waiting for that permission. And you said, you're like, they don't need to be in this physical world with us now. And instantly I saw my brother who passed away and I just hugged him and I was crying and like how for you to be able to know that I needed to do that is just 
absolutely mind-blowing and this is what I keep saying to people your gifts are just incredible and until people are connecting with you and having this first-hand experience themselves I absolutely can't put it into words Mm. I've said it it is life-changing and yes your ability to just know what people need and how you can support them is so special and so I'm just so grateful again that our paths have crossed so I know I have just loved Although, yes, it has been sad through mm. some of the healing, which that's what it's all about. But coming out the other side, mm. you have found a new passion mm. for someone who didn't even know what they liked to do. Your new passion is human design, mm-hmm. which we, I have very limited knowledge on human design. No. Or probably more than most but you've heard me talk about it on here you would have seen it on Instagram one of the first things we used to do inside a membership I used to run was our identity and discovering our human design was part of that so that's probably the first spark of human design for you Mm. and then it's just evolved amazingly that was I still remember you're like I'll go to this and find this out you're like, I want more. This is amazing. <laughs> like, I'm doing it for my entire family while yeah. I'm here. Then you had a guest come and share. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, you had Sarah come and share some insights into this. And I was there front and centre taking all the notes. Like, this is amazing. I need more. And like a, this thirst just wasn't being met. But I remember through one of the meditations you were doing, it. I just it kept coming up. I can't even remember the specific wording that you used, but for me, I just kept having this vision of turning pages of a book. And so I'm sitting there flipping the pages. And so I'm going through all the ideas of maybe I'm going to write a book. Oh, because it was through the higher vision, was it? Yeah, I think so. So I'm writing a book. I go, I think anyone wants to hear that story. (laughs) Maybe I need to do some more They would, by the way. (laughs) You have an incredible story. Maybe I need to do some more study. Maybe I need to... Like, why am I reading? I'm not sure. And then I had a dream where I woke up one morning. It was probably after this as well. And I woke up and in the dream was human design. And I was just so excited. And I think I had messages like, I don't even know what is going on, but human design, really excited, reading this book, flipping the pages. And you just came back. You're like, yes, I've had this for you. Human design reader training. Here you go. Sent me the link and I'm reading it. And I'm like, this is freaking incredible. I need to do this. Yeah. But I didn't, it took me a good month, I think, to jump in and sign up for it because my old head gets in the way and I like to overthink and how are you going to use this and what are you doing this for and you don't actually get a certificate. Yes. Guru complex comes in. I had to feel into it. Then I just got to a point, I'm like, I'm doing it. Signed up like a random time of night, like I'm doing it. It's happening. Dived in. I just, yeah, haven't looked back. I love it. And the flow and the ease, things are just happening. Like the more understanding I have about myself, the more I can honor that, then you're in alignment. And so things happen. I just, there are so many examples that I could share. I just feel one in particular, if you don't no, mind. Like, as you said, I'm, I'm a teacher and I have a permanent position at a school and it's really far from where I live. So the thought of having to leave home before seven o'clock in the morning to get there, to have the kids ready to drop them somewhere, it's just not practical. 
I guess since I've had that permanent position there, I've constantly wanted to get a transfer. I've constantly been actively positioning myself, trying to, how can we make this happen? Mm. Calling HR, calling the placement officer, speaking to all of the principals, like, righto, I really want to transfer. And both sites are understanding of this, but nothing was ever happening. I remember being at Cummins Area School when I was doing some work there and that's where I'm wanting to go to. And I remember seeing the HR like placements officer walk in. <laughs> so you, were you a, a meerkat? A little bit. <laughs> I then like found the principal like, hey, I just noticed that you've got David here. <laughs> I think I need to have a chat with him. Just like, oh, okay, sure. When I'm finished, I'll let you know. And so I'm in there like these are all the reasons why I should get it's like, yeah, that, you knew that when you took the position. You were living there. Like, this isn't how it works. Like, yeah. Things are different now. Exactly. And I've got kids and yeah. he just wasn't having a bar of it. Every year around the same time, I would just get this feeling of, I probably should follow up. I probably just need to check in and make mm. sure that they know that I still want to do a transfer. And then having this understanding. So this year around June, I did get that feeling of, this will be the time they'd be looking at transfers. Maybe I should, I'm like, no, that is not right for me. In that's, your human design, it's not right for you to follow up. No, to position to be, yeah. and to put myself out. And it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Like when you think about this, I, it actually doesn't feel good for me. Yeah. And so I just sat on it and went, it'll work out how it's meant to. And literally two weeks later, I got a phone call from the principal saying, hey, Jess, I just need you to fill out this form so that way we can get all this happening. I was like, I beg your pardon? Well, sorry, I didn't even ask. Do you still want to transfer? Because we've just arranged it. Like, I haven't had the conversation with you for over a year about this. And she's like, yep, no, well, it's just happening and it's managed to work out. So if you want to fill out this form, transfer will be complete. And I think I was starting the phone to you like, it's something's happening. <laughs> and I'm, I can't actually tell yeah. you, but <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> and again, that evidence building yeah. of, when you're doing the right things for you, it just happens. It shows up. And so that necessarily isn't for everyone though. So no. what specifically is that in your human design that shows us? Yeah, so human design is, do you want to give us like a really quick before we go into that? Yeah, it's, oh, it's hard. I it's, guess it's yeah. just, it's so complex, but I feel a really easy way for most people to connect is Based on the time, date, location of your birth, it provides us with a roadmap of how you can interact with the world around you. It allows us to look at the energies and gifts and strengths that you have access to in this lifetime and how you can pursue this or follow through with this to be automatically you, to Mm. feel joy and excitement and delight in whatever it is you're doing there are five different energy types so I feel that's the very first step so you need Mm. to honor your energy type first and then there is also your definition so depending on how the energy interacts within yourself is how you're then going to need to interact whether you need solitude or whether you need deep connections with people and also your decision-making authority, so your body intelligence, tapping into that. And, again, I, I mentioned it earlier about using your head. Your head should be playing no part in making decisions for you. So tuning into that, what feels good? 
yep. what's what's the indication your body's giving you and then your profile so my profile is a four six that is known as the opportunist and the role model it's not i the opportunist isn't really a nice word because i'm not trying to take opportunities <laughs> but influence yeah and so for me this is about having deep connections with a close circle of people organic organic yes organic not forcing things Mm. and not creating and not positioning and soliciting I guess Mm. it's not not for that for me it's about being passionate about what I'm doing other people pick up on that and then they share for me essentially Mm. so they yeah and that can look different ways in whatever it is you're doing but just that reminder of I don't need to be shouting up from the rooftops. I don't need to have billboards. I don't need to have an auditorium full of people to be like these are the things. It's about having these beautiful conversations with individuals and them. And trusting. Trusting that it will work and it will flow. And we speak about this often, but the right people will hear it Mm. and be brought to you. The thing I love about human design is, as I've said, like when you're moving into alignment, when you're coming back to your centre, you actually have this beautiful magnetism about you. Like Mm. when you're doing the things that are right for you, all the things that are for you will be drawn to you. We shared this the other day about the film, like he's just not that into you. Like I just feel not necessarily in relationships, but in life, like if you're having to work hard at these things, if you're having to do all of the things, if you're putting in all of this effort and not getting any return, it's probably not for you. Yeah, exactly. I just love human design. I'm thinking about how I use it for Aussie and how you've helped me understand how Aussie interacts best with the world without conditioning him. So keeping him in his essence and not refining him to societal norms is like, that's so powerful. So, so powerful. And in a minute, we'll talk about how you using this to help people, but can you go back and tell us how other people should pursue things or not follow up on things. Yeah. So, and that's, I think you just touched on a really good point with Aussie as well. Like the beauty of children is they're essentially still at their purest form. Mm. So when we're looking at your human design, it is your purest form at birth. So if I'm looking at your chart, it's not telling me who you are right now. It's telling me who you are meant to be who you are stepping into. So it's about uncovering all these layers because throughout our lives there is conditioning, there is societal expectations. We do the things because how other people are going to perceive us, not necessarily what feels good for you. So when you have this understanding, you can feel into that and what feels innately good for you and do that. Mm. I feel like it's making it really simple. But yeah, and the conversations I've had with people, it is, it's, all of this information and human design can sound like another language to some people. So it's about trying to not tone it down or anything like that, but how can I make it accessible? And I feel having been a teacher, we do that constantly. Mm. So, and providing other ways of which I could explain it. So Mm -hmm. how you would interpret it could be different to how I would. And so how we can make it accessible, but it's, I feel it isn't simplifying it, but very, really basically, what are you doing? Yeah. Does it feel good? No, you're out of alignment. Exactly. (laughs) You're not meant to be doing that. So just constantly tuning into that. And And just having that understanding of areas, the energy centers within us that we can tap into. 
yeah to go to where everyone there are five energy types but then there are different authorities as well so for decision making mm-hmm. so everyone's will be different so what works we actually have the same one so that's yeah well. <laughs> which is not surprising <laughs> no and well the solar plexus is 50 percent of the population yeah. so they'll have that defined when that's defined it becomes your default authority but for some people when they find this out this could be really uncomfortable because mm. similarly to me they might be completely disconnected from their body they haven't been feeling all of the things for us with that emotional wave, it can take 24 hours, it could take 48 hours, it could take a week for some things to make a decision. Mm. But knowing that for us to make our best decision, we really need to feel into that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And organically, you have created a business for human design. Yes. And this is really funny because I remember from our first connection, <laughs> like, okay, so when you have a business, pardon? No, no, that's, I'm a teacher. Yeah. And just holding on to that identity. And it's not saying that I don't want to be a teacher and I'm never going to be a teacher again, but my current circumstances, it doesn't fit. Mm. Like physically, I don't have childcare for my child, but how the current system is operating doesn't feel good for me. I'd feel that there is such a strong desire for education of embracing individuals and allowing critical creative thinking and we want innovation and we want all of these things. But can you also tick these boxes and just make sure that they've been taught all of this and then give them a grade, completely squish any individuality and I just, just that opportunity to explore and grow and embracing these things. So it's like what you say, what do you say when you can't, you can't unknow. Yeah, that's like exactly once you right. discover human design, it's really hard to see the world how you used to because you've just got this whole new, clearer vision, new awareness. Yeah, and yeah, that is exactly what I say. Like you can't unknow these things, and that's the beauty of it. So when you have this awareness, you can then choose to do something about it. Mm. You're actively aware of the things that you're doing, or the default behaviors that you have, or that understanding, and that doesn't serve me. So. Mm. Again, I'm not, there's so many beautiful parts of the education system. There are so many wonderful educators, but a common consensus, I was just thinking of this last night, I would feel 70% of teachers would feel that they are not engaging the way that they would want to Mm. based on the expectations that are placed upon them to do all the things Mm -hmm. that aren't in line. And I just feel it's really contradicting, like do this, this, and this, but make Mm. sure they've done this. And we'll do these tests, which really only accommodate for not even 20% of the children that we have, but we're going to get a really accurate idea yeah. of where they're at and how we can support them going forward. I'm like, no. No, that's not how no. How they work. No, and that's the thing, the deeper layers of human design, like, in which I've been able to share with you with Aussie, like understanding people's digestion. This mm. isn't just talking about food. This is about how they learn, Yeah, how they digest information from the world around them. So there are people who have a need for high sound. Mm. This means they are the kids that may need headphones. They may need constant noise or stimulation in the background. At the same point, you're going to have children that may be low sound. Mm. And so when there is any other noise, like they're going to find it really hard to be able to tune in and learn. Mm. So just 
you know, some of the people that I've been working with, when they're getting this permission, they're like, oh gosh, like, and even as a teacher, I don't know how you constantly aware of people around you yeah, and their perception. So I worked in an open space. Yeah. So there were like six classes in there and I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. I liked being able to feed off of the energy and interact with other people, but there would have been children in there who wanted to be rocking in a corner. Yeah. That could not cope. I don't know if cope's the right word, but could it wasn't not process. Allowing, no, yeah. and not allowing them to be their best version no. of themselves. And so I'm still caught in trying to process how this could best mm. look to support everyone because there are like 3 billion different combinations of human design. So the odds of having someone the same as you are very, very slim. Yeah. So special though. Yeah. But how can we support everyone? Yeah. To allow them to best learn. I'm still working on that. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> revolution of edu- education systems still coming, but yeah. Um, well, if yeah. anyone's going to do it, it's going to be you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, and I've gone way off again. That's um, fine. But, yeah, so what this has led to me doing, so, yes, have eventually, and, again, this has been organic too. So you have had people, you're like, yeah, they want to know about their human design. What do I do? Do I give them your email? Do I give them yeah. your number? It'd be really helpful if you had a website. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do a website. So people can pay you because you're <laughs> worth it. Yeah. And it's, the thing is, I just love it. Like I love sharing this and I'm so intrigued to see what people's designs are and being able to recognize these gifts that they have and how they could honor this more. So I have made a website and I think I sat on it for about a month (laughs) and then I'm finally like, yes, look, I made it public. Like, yay. Okay. (laughs) When are you going to tell people about it? Well, maybe next month. Like I'm just going to build up to that and along with yourself and Brittany Eastman, who is, I guess, a mentor for me and a friend. We're like virtual besties now. But again, just reiterating like, yeah, that's all well and good to say you're doing this, but you're not actually doing it. You have to do the thing. So I have recently been sharing posts and I think it's important to build context Yeah, because people who know human design get it. Yeah. Those and are drawn don't. to it. Yeah. And this isn't going to be for everyone. Yeah, that's right. And that's okay. But or those, everyone right now. Yeah, maybe at some point. And I do hope because, as I said, like I just can't see the negative of knowing yourself at this level. Yeah. Why? Like my whole life mission is to come to know myself better and how I can be the best version of myself. And human design is the really, really, really big part of that Jess and I quite often will be talking not talking about someone because we actually don't do that in the way we probably used to like talk like gossiping it just or, doesn't interest us like no. it's like a next level of consciousness yeah like, we're just not even on that no. level anymore but what we do say is I wonder what <laughs> I wonder what their Ooh, human design yeah. is because maybe we could interact with them better or maybe we could support them better or something I like about human design. I mean, I like so much, but I like the activations and how you can best use your energy throughout the day. So that was a really big permission for me because I had a quite low number of tribal activations. So how I support my family, I guess. Yeah. So tribal energy is about, it's in two parts. It's, and this can be quite tricky. So people interpret it how they want, but 
it is that tribal energy to nurture the family, to support, to provide nourishment. But also there's small business side comes into this. And so negotiations and business deals and things like that. So that can look in two parts. But yeah, if you, and I've had someone recently who is a stay-at-home mum and it's not what they used to do, but they're doing it for now, limited support with kids and things like that. Her tribal energy is like two. Yeah, that's mine. So it's like two or three. So again, she was like, oh gosh, we were thinking about having another child. I shouldn't have another child. I'm like, oh gosh, no. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> anything that I'm sharing with people, I'm not telling you to do anything. Yeah. I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm not telling you to leave that relationship. I'm just sharing yeah. my interpretation. So for me, I looked at this as absolutely not. You're an amazing mother. Mm. However, you need to be spending your day doing more things for yourself if you have more individual or if you are here to serve the collective this is about evolution this Mm. is about moving humanity forward so having the ideas and sharing all the things like if that's how you're meant to be spending your day and 90 percent of it is cleaning cooking caring for the children you are not going to feel nourished you are not going to feel in alignment well for me i know i've got a big chunk of, of 19 activations i think and i think 13 of them was the collective amazing and then not many individual not many tribal but if I am sort of not in alignment with how I've spent my day but I get to bed and I can't sleep because I I've I've either been been a mum or been on mum like done all the mum things too much so quite often I do work at night and I can go straight from my laptop to sleep because I've fulfilled myself. The other part that just came up for me then is your not self theme is frustration. So if you're not doing the things for you, you are going to feel frustrated. Yeah. And you can't sleep when you're frustrated. So, and being a generator, you're going to build up when you're doing the things that you love, deplete, Mm -hmm. and then go to sleep. And if you haven't done that, that's not going to work for you. So there was something that I was just going to, about the activation. Oh, for this lady, it wasn't about, don't have any more kids and you're not meant to look Mm. after them. It was what areas can you delegate? Mm. What areas can you get some support in? If you don't want to cook, can there be another way to do that? It's about being tasky. I think you don't have to do all of the things. No, there's no shame in outsourcing, especially there's no shame in outsourcing running a household. You don't have to be, if you're home with the kids or however your life looks, you can do that however you want. Someone said to me, I get it quite a bit, oh, I would love your life, Tess. Like you seem to have a really good life. And I always I, <laughs> I always say, I chose this life. Yeah. Like you can choose with this awareness how yeah. to live your life and how to not not be in that not self, however your not self is. Yeah, it's all about choice. Yeah. And it's you get to that point. I I do understand that we've both been there that sometimes you can't make that choice. So coming to someone like yourself or I for that support to ignite that awareness and that understanding is a huge step, I think. Yeah. And as I said, it's not about, oh, you need to quit that job. That's not serving you. It's about how can we refine it? What could, how could you make more time for the other parts in your day? How can you meet those needs? Mm. Because quitting a job, that's going to cause a fair bit of stress. Like Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you're going to be moving straight into alignment. However, when we've spoken about the health of our spleen, like what are you Mm. holding on to that doesn't serve you? 
why are you doing that? Is Mm -hmm. it because of how other people perceive you? Because you've been told like you go to uni and then you get this job and then you get married and then you do, who who decided this? Yeah. That doesn't feel good for you. Don't do it. No. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Love, love, love it. Now we could talk, well, we do talk all day, but we could talk so much about human design, so much about how we connect with each other, but we are going to wrap it up here. So if you are interested in the slightest, slightest bit in human design, please go to jessicajolly.com.au, have I got that right? And check out Jess's website and how she can support you. How can she support your kids, whether you're single, in a relationship, whether you want the whole family done, whether you just want a a little bit of an understanding or a deeper dive and you're ready to take all that in. Mm. Am I correct in saying that when people make the investment, you send them a video of their reading? And it's, I find it, I mean, I do have a human design understanding, but I find it really valuable because you can see what you use the right term, what the, body, the, graph? What the yeah. body graph looks like. And you talk through everything and you can show us where it all sits. I find it really valuable. Yeah. I have chosen recordings for, I'm just thinking of ease. Mm. Trying to negotiate schedules yeah. is a nightmare. Yeah. And so the beauty of the recording as well is you can choose when you engage with it. Mm. And you can download it and rewatch it. Like this is not a once off thing that you'll just get and then it's forgotten. This is something you can refer back to. And each time you look at it, you're going to take something different from it. So you could sit down, look at it, take notes. Maybe the first time you don't take notes. Yeah. Maybe you just immerse yourself in it and watch it. And then you could have it just the audio playing and then you can send it on to other people in your circle that you want them to understand yourself better or your kids better. Mm. It's awesome. And also I just wanted to share, and I'll be continually sharing this, you don't need to get me to do it. You could jump on to www.mybodygraph.com and you can access this yourself. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm offering is my interpretation. Mm. For those of you that like researching, like depending on your profile, some of you are going to want to find out exactly. You're going to to find it all out yourself. You don't need someone to guide you through it. But if you're going, well, this is a foreign language. Yeah. I need some help. How would this look? How could I implement this? I think that's the connection that I'm having with it. I'm really enjoying the journey of working with someone and connecting with them and supporting them to move into this new way of being. Yeah. You're not just sitting there going through the graph. You're sitting there and sharing how this can look in real life, how we can implement it, actions like how you can actually talk the language, like you can be so specific with the language. I just found it so, so valuable. With myself, I'm really happy to, because I am that investigator, to look into it for myself, but I found it even more interesting for Aussie too. Yeah. If you're interested at all, please, please, please go look. JessicaJolly.com.au. I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you for being my first guest. I just feel so honoured and I'm so proud of you. I thank you for supporting me to get me to where I need to be going too because I would not be who I am right now if I had not interacted with you then. I Even before we started, I was saying, I'm excited. I don't even know what for. But 
I, the number of people that stop me and say, what are you doing? Mm. You look happy. And that's the thing. Like I feel that I would interact with people and I would do all of the things, but thank you for bringing me back into my body Mm. and allowing me to now connect and share this passion with other people. You're amazing. Right back at you. I'm not going to say anything else because I've got, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. And thanks for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode of the Rising With Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Rising With Podcast. I so, so, so love and feel you there. It's amazing. If you are feeling any connection to anything that I've said, I would so love for you to reach out on my Instagram page, rising.with, or on my website, risingwith.com. You can find all my offerings there and we can connect. I love chatting to my community. You'll also find a link through there to my private Facebook group, which is for women only. And every week I share a free oracle reading. And one of our members, a few of our members, love, love, love this time of week and say it's their favorite time of week so I would so love to have you over there as well even more so I would be truly grateful if you could whatever platform you're listening to this on whether it's you like it or share this or subscribe or download it would mean so so much to me to get my voice out there ah. so Thank you in advance for reviewing, leaving some stars, a comment, sharing this with a loved one. Maybe it will provide them with a little guidance and support. And that's that's my goal. Impacting, yeah, impacting beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful souls. Thanks so much. Catch you next time. <laughs>